Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to Be Minute Acme. Today's episode is with Blaine. Blaine is a dating coach for men. So I find that really interesting because I usually work with women. I've worked with men before, but she's like primarily men. So she hears from men all day, every day. And you'll be surprised to hear their issues that they're having and how they differ or maybe are similar to the issues a lot of us women have. So I thought that was really interesting. I think you're really going to like this episode. Before we get into it, I'm going to answer a few of your questions, then we'll get right into it. Okay. So one of you asked me what sex positions are overrated. And you know what? I'm going to tell you what I really think about this. So over or underrated, by the way, is what this person said. So if you are related to me in any way, please stop listening right now. Um, Otherwise, proceed. Okay. Sex positions that are underrated is girl on top. Like, I guess that's technically, I don't think it's missionary because missionary is guy on top. You know, I once did an episode with Shan Boudram, who is a sex therapist. And she was like, you know, vanilla, people say vanilla is bad, but vanilla is actually a really good flavor. Meaning like if you are into things that are quote unquote basic when it comes to sex, who the fuck cares? As long as you are able to have an orgasm, that is literally the only thing that matters. So for me, I love to be on top. I, you know, I was actually really nervous about because like I love to be on top and don't get me wrong. I like other positions too, but like bottom line, I can only really come when I'm on top, but I also just like being on top. And I was worried because I was like, Oh my God, like I'm going to marry someone and they're going to want to do all sorts of crazy positions and I'm not going to be able to keep up. And, you know, I think as women, we, we really think that we have to perform some kind of crazy like circus act during sex in order for the person to be interested in us. Like, absolutely not. That is just false. Good sex doesn't mean you're doing a million different positions. Good sex just means whatever position you are doing feels really good. And that's, that's it. That's all it means at the end of the day. So positions that I think are overrated. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I like need to do a quick Google. Okay. Yes. Reverse cowgirl. You know what? This one 
And if you're a girl and you love this one, please tell me. But it's it's overrated. It's not for women. It's it's for men, obviously. Underrated spooning during like, you know, the spooning position when they, you know, overrated. I think that missionary because I also think that everyone knows it's overrated, but like a lot of people do love missionary and I just think it's like really overrated. Holding legs up, I think is overrated too. Like it doesn't do it for me. And I think it can be painful to be honest with you, depending on like, you know, what, you know. And I think that the most underrated sex position is like when you're laying completely flat on your stomach. I guess you could call it like the lazy or sleeping position. That, in my opinion, is the most underrated position. And if you're, if you know yourself and you know how to get yourself off, then you can actually reach around. Wow, this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> I was expecting this to go. And you can like stimulate yourself while they're behind you and you're laying down like that. It's definitely a maneuver, but trust me, don't knock it till you try it. Okay. And somebody asked me to talk about when a girl is financially better off than her boyfriend. This is interesting because at the moment I am making more money than Steven. He started a startup uh, called Nibble Health, which you should totally follow on LinkedIn. By the way, he'll be so happy. He's trying to get to 100 like followers or whatever that means on LinkedIn. Anyway, he's paying himself a very small salary and I'm making more than him at the moment. And I'm really learning a lot about what that means. And what it doesn't mean is that I can just spend a lot of money on clothes and shoes, which and bags, which I need to stop doing because that's idiotic and start saving. And it also doesn't mean, and this is something that I find interesting that I need to be better at this, which is that just because I'm making more money doesn't mean that I get more of like a say in something. And, and just hear me out because you're like, that's so toxic. What is she saying? Like, for example, if we're going on a trip and I'm like, I want to you know, stay at a nicer hotel because I can afford to. And like, I will pay more in order to do so. It's like, just because I can doesn't mean that I should. And also that that overrules what he wants. He is the more conservative one when it comes to spending. And whether or not he was making more or less money than me, he would still have the same opinion of, no, I don't want to, you know, go to that hotel and spend that amount of money. And so I think it's a good lesson in like just equality in a relationship when it comes to spending. And, you know, there's some places in the relationship I don't feel that equality is like matters. And you've heard me say, I think guys should pay for dinner dates and I stand by that. But I think when it comes to like traveling and trips, like you should split it if if you are able to or you know, if if one person is dying to take a more expensive trip, then they could pay a little bit more. But I think it's so important to like take both opinions into account. And I see how like some toxic men, because I feel like I'm being like that toxic man sometimes in our partnership are like, well, I'm paying. So I get blah, blah, blah. Like I choose blah, blah, blah. And it's just not, it's not a good look. So I'm learning that that's not okay to do. And I wouldn't want that done if it were reverse. 
having said that, I think that it's more and more normal for the woman to be making more than the man or equal or whatever. And as long as it doesn't like turn you off and you think of your partner as ambitious or you're okay being the person that makes more money, then it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter, you know? And I still think that the man should pay for dinner. All right. I think we're just going to go right into the episode with Blaine. I'll tell you a little bit about my anniversary though. We went to Palm Beach where we got married. It was so nice. It was adorable. We wanted to stay at the hotel where we got married, which is a Four Seasons, and they quoted us an absurd amount of money. And we were like, absolutely not. Luckily, my cousins live across the street. So we stayed there. It was really nice. We got to spend time with my cousins and bond with them a little bit. I read the Many Lives of Marjorie Merriweather Post, which is a phenomenal book that I highly recommend to everyone. And we had a really nice time. It was It was really good. We instead of doing a dinner because it would have been during the Super Bowl when our anniversary was, we had a lunch and it was cute. Like we went and we dressed up like Palm Beach society people, you know, like wore a dress and a button down and very much played the part, which we are not. And we had a nice lunch and we just overall had a really good weekend. We walked, we, we got really deep We had an argument that we resolved very well. You know, we've been dealing with some stuff in our one, like at the end of our one year anniversary that has definitely brought us a lot closer, but it hasn't always been easy. You know, I think you get thrown these curveballs and you want to tackle them to the best of your ability, but sometimes it can be hard. And I'm looking forward to eventually sharing more about all of that. But we had a really nice time. It was really good to be together. His parents were there because they they rent nearby and they joined us for meals. It was really nice to see them. And we got to see his sister and brother-in-law. And it was a good nourishing time. And then for Valentine's Day, we decided to stay in and I decided to cook, which I really liked doing, but I understand why women don't want to cook on Valentine's Day because it's like, why should we have to do this when we kind of do this a lot? You know, having said that, I really do like cooking for him and he's such a cancer man and that he, he loves a home cooked meal. Anyway, I'm, I'm just rambling at this point and I'm excited for you to hear Blaine. I can really feel spring coming around the corner. And if you're a Virgo rising like me or have any Virgo in your chart really, or just like cleanliness, it's your reminder that you need more storage space and that it actually helps you and makes it a better living environment to love the space that you're in. Article has everything that you need to organize your bedroom, living room, and dining room with dressers, nightstands, sideboards, and more. Plus, they've got all the other furniture that you could want to get your space looking its best. I personally love their day bed. We also have their Bovi Pearl rug in our office and one of their side tables. Their entire process, start to finish, was so easy 
We got our stuff in less than two weeks because they cut out the middleman, which is really crucial when you're ordering furniture. It can take way too long. An article also believes in delightful design for every home. We have no idea how to design our home. And so their team of designers are all about finding the perfect balance between style, quality, and price. They're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and looks good doing it. They have a knowledgeable customer care team that's always there when you need them. And it's really great. I have loved working with Article for this podcast and being able to check out their furniture for my apartment. Article is offering our listeners 50% off of your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim this, you visit article.com slash Acme and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's A-R-T-I-C-L-E dot com slash Acme for $50 off of your first purchase of $100 or more. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Cole. As a leading functional medicine practitioner, I have had the unique position to see so many alchemize their pain and health problems to their purpose. Now I want the same for you. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers, where there is a fresh infusion of grace and lightness into wellness. This is the art of being well. Join me every Thursday for a new episode. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Blaine Anderson. She is a dating coach for men. Hey, Blaine. Hi, I'm excited too. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I feel like we've spoken to so many dating coaches, (laughs) dating coaches for women, dating coaches for men, but never a female dating coach for men. So I love this new territory for us. Oh, well, I'm happy to be the first. I love it. Well, so before we get started and before we do like a little background info, I have been switching up the question that I start with. So it's actually going to be, have you ever been in love? Oh yeah. I'm married. So I have uh, well, been so in, I'm hope, in love. I hope so. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And how old are you and where are you from? I am 33 and I live in Austin, Texas, but I'm originally from Arizona. Very cool. And how mm-hmm. did you meet your husband? We met at Barry's Boot Camp in San Francisco. Wait, Marina location. I love that because yeah. first of all, I love Barry's. But second of all, women are always asking me, like, if I see someone in a workout class, what do I say? So who spoke to who first? Give me all the details. Yeah. So he spoke to me first. So we'd been taking classes together like every so often for a while, I guess, like unbeknownst to me. And so he had seen me there a few times. So one time after class, I was hanging out in the lobby, texting, catching up on my phone. And he just came up to me and was like, Hey, I've seen you here before. We take the 925 together a lot. I wanted to introduce myself. That's really cute. And were you creeped out at all? Or you were just like, so into it? I was actually like, Oh, it's so nice to meet you. Do you work here? (laughs) No, (laughs) <laughs> because he was just like, I don't know, you've been to Barry's, you know, everyone who works there is so friendly. Right, and right. I was just like, why is this? Like, I, I don't know why I said that. It just like struck me as like, maybe he worked there. And he was like, no, we just took class together. And I've seen you here. Like, And I was like, oh, yeah, I was so embarrassed. Like, at yeah. the time, I was the one who was felt like I was like, oh, my gosh, I should be embarrassed. I just asked somebody that for no reason. But he played it off cool. He was like, no, we just... I take class. I wanted to say, Hey, but also I'm sure I'll see you around and was like, bye and walked away essentially. And then the next time we took class and I saw him there, I was obviously like, 
that's the guy who I asked right, if he right, worked right. here. <laughs> and so I was like, hey, like, nice to see you again. And so then we would often talk like before or after class, just casual. And then after that had happened a few times, then he invited me to a housewarming party that he was throwing. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. And how long ago was that? Like, what was your timeline like? We dated, that was, I guess, in 2008. 18? Yeah, 2019. 19. Because we dated for like two years, then we got engaged, then we were engaged for almost a year before we got married. And now we've been married for seven months. That's so cute. I love that. (laughs) And I have to ask, since I always ask everyone who comes on the podcast, when is your birthday? December 17th. A Sagittarius. Yeah, through and through. And, And when is his? His is November 16th, Scorpio. Scorpio. You know, I see a lot of Sag Scorpio couples. I love that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Let's get into the dating coaching thing. So tell us a little bit about how you got started. Yeah. So it was actually kind of... I want to say I fell into it, but it had a, it was a little more intentional than that. I actually worked in the travel industry pre-pandemic, but I always was super interested in relationships and dating. Even like thinking back to like being in middle school, I was like, who's date, who's going out with who? Like who's going to ask who out? Like just super like wanting the tea all the time. And then when I graduated college, I moved to New York City. And that was kind of right when dating apps started to be more normalized. It wasn't like weird to be meeting a stranger from the internet. And I would look at my guy friend's dating app profiles and they were just atrocious. I was like, I know you and I know you're a great guy and you have like all of these great qualities and you're cute and yada, yada. But like, that's not being communicated in your profile. Let me fix it. So I would just fix their profiles and they'd be like, oh, wow, I'm getting more matches. I'm like, yeah, because you have decent photos now and your bio makes sense. So that I would just do that on the side. I would help guys out with that, friends of friends. And then when the pandemic hit, I became essentially unemployed overnight. You know, no one was traveling. No one was booking any travel. And my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, really encouraged me. He's like, you know, you've always like liked the dating space. You should, you know, consider spending more time there, like investing yourself there instead. So I started out making a course. My first course was, I call it my master class, and it's general dating skills for guys, basically everything you need to know to get from A to Z in dating. And yeah, I started marketing and selling my course and that was summer of 2020. And I haven't looked back since. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you kind of answered my next question, which was going to be, what does your husband think of your dating advice for men? Does he think that it would have helped him when he was dating? Oh yeah. He always says that about like when I, when I'm in my, when I was in my twenties, like this is exactly what I needed. And he's been, you know, he's helpful with like inspiration and content. And especially when I was first putting it together, like I obviously drew on a lot of my own experiences. I had dated a lot. I've lived on six continents. Like I had a lot to go off of, but I was also like, okay, what did you think? Like when this, what were you scared of, you know, when this would happen or like what kept you from doing this when you were dating? So that was helpful to have his perspective. Yeah, that sounds really helpful. Okay, so you started this course, then you also kind of started doing like the TikTok thing and Instagram reels. So people could see, like, I'm sure people were finding you more and more. And you know, like it it can be brutal on TikTok and Instagram, especially Mm. when you're giving dating advice, especially when you're talking to men. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) When you first 
did that, like, was there a lot of like, oh, don't listen to a woman, like listen to a man if you want to, you know, I get these comments that are like, don't listen to the fish. Like, oh, you know. the fish, the damn uh-huh. fish. <laughs> What the do fish you analogy? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, not only did I get that in the beginning, I still get it today. I do a better job now of not reading the comments. And even in the beginning, you, I mean, you definitely have a, have to have a thick skin to be putting yourself out on Instagram and TikTok, as you know, and some days it can definitely be frustrating. And especially earlier on when I was actually like reading and responding to the comments a lot more, it can be, you know, just heartening and just like hurtful if you, if they catch you on the wrong day, but ultimately like now, especially that I've had so many successful clients. I'm going to a client's wedding next month, like engagements, marriages, like at the end of the day, the haters are going to hate. And like the more people you help, the more people who are going to hate, it just comes with the territory. So I try and stay focused on the positive. If I'm having a really bad day, I'll like go to my website and like read client testimonials. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. I like that. Whether you work for yourself as a content creator or you're part of a larger team, your brand usually has a lot to say and issue can help you tell the world. Put new life into static content by transforming brochures, newsletters, catalogs, magazines, event flyers, and so much more from flat PDFs into interactive digital publications and social posts for your audiences worldwide. You don't have to be a social media content creator in order to love issue. You could just be somebody who likes aesthetics and understands what it's like to have an amazing vision board, let's say, right? Maybe you're manifesting something. Well, you can do all of that with issue and they work seamlessly with tools that you might already use and love like Canva, Dropbox, MailChimp, and InDesign. You could start using it for free Or you can sign up for an annual premium account, which is really amazing. So you have those two options. So if you want to get started with Issue for free or sign up for that premium account and you can get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME23. Note that our promo code has changed with the new year. So that's issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME23 at checkout for your free starter account or 50% off an annual premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code ACME23. So what is something that women would be shocked to hear that men struggle with when it comes to dating? Yeah. I don't know if shocked is the right word for this, but I just feel like oftentimes both sexes feel like the other one has it easier. Like girls are like, Oh, like guys have it much easier. You know, they like, like they get to pick and they, you know, are dudes and they don't have to worry about safety and things. But guys are guys think like, oh, women have it easy. They get their their pick of the litter. Like I'm just out here, like putting myself out here and people aren't, you know, re- women aren't receptive to that. And men, I think, especially the type of men I work with, like really fear rejection and fear not finding the right woman. And I think women sometimes forget that like the other side of it is also quite challenging. Yeah. Yeah. What's the craziest thing or like the thing that you were like, oh my God, I've never heard a guy say that, that you've heard in one of your sessions. Oh, many a minute to think about that. Not necessarily like brash or like hitting on you, which I'm sure has happened, but more like I didn't know. I have an alarming one. Yeah. 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 Tell us. 
this guy was like, oh, like, I went on a date with this woman and she told me right early on that, you know, she wasn't comfortable with physical touch. She's had some like experiences and she really needs to take it slow. And I was like, okay. And he's like, but I heard on the internet from this other guy that you have to insert yourself physically on a first date or you're not an alpha male. And I'm like, oh God, what happens next? And he's like, so I I put my arm around her and she told me she was uncomfortable. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) And And he's like, so I took my arm off from her. But then at the end of the date, you know, I remembered that it's important to insert yourself physically. So I still went for the kiss. I was like, oh no, like what? And so I oh, think, God. yeah, yeah, hearing what guys think or he- hearing guys repeat what they've heard on the internet, that is just like bad advice. That is basically like, don't listen to the signs. Like this is the only way is like probably the most terrifying part that I hear often. It's so scary. I feel like there are no, and I was listening to a podcast recently and they were actually talking about this. Like there are no male influencers that like, guys can look up to that talk about things like this except for like Andrew Tate who's like a rapist and like a like a sex trafficker I mean I don't know if he's a rapist but he's definitely a sex trafficker and it's just like scary it's like where are the majority of these guys getting their advice from other than you obviously which is thank god <laughs> i think a lot of them are getting it you know from the pickup artist community on the internet and i think i think things are shifting i think a lot of the guys who come to me have you know been following other people on the internet been like somewhat embedded in some capacity in the pickup artist community and it hasn't served them well And so then when they come to me, it's like, oh, okay, this makes actually a lot more sense. I'm not having to do something that doesn't seem right, but this guy is telling me it's what needs to be done to get to the next step. But okay, what you're saying actually makes sense to me and I'm more comfortable doing it. And I'm like, great, that's a good sign. Yeah, that's a great sign. Saving men one guy at a time. I guess like when these guys are dating and you're giving them advice, Mm -hmm. what would you say sets your advice apart from like another dating coach out there? What is your like niche? Mm. Well, in terms of who I work with, I work with exclusively men and I, most of the men I am working with are successful professionals. They often have a lot going for them in other aspects of their life. So they have interesting hobbies, they have, you know, friend groups, they have things that they're spending their time doing, and they just want their dating life to get to that same level. So they've oftentimes spent a lot of, you know, the previous years focusing on their career or their education. And they just realize, okay, wow, I really want to like level up in this other area. And I don't necessarily have all the time in the world to figure it out because I have these other things going on. So I want to, you know, skip that process and just go to somebody who's going to lay out the information clearly and in a way I can implement it into my life. Yeah. Where do you stand when it comes to like a guy asking to kiss you versus kissing you if he feels like there's a vibe, you know? Yeah. So I feel like I get so much hate for this one on the internet too. And I feel like I need to be careful what I say. Cause it's like, I never want to say, I would be very, I would feel awful. You know, if I said something that was ever interpreted the wrong way of like, you should just go for it. 
I don't think there's anything wrong for asking for a kiss if you are unsure. If you are unsure if she wants it and you can't, and like maybe you're not good at reading body language and maybe like re understanding what other people, you know, are putting out isn't your forte, ask. And there's a way to do that, you know, that doesn't kill the mood and that can actually be quite sexy. But you don't have to ask if you are able to check the mood, if you're able to stand, you know, within a foot and a half of her and look into her eyes and she doesn't back away. She's probably comfortable kissing you. But you, when you kiss her, or when you go for a kiss, it shouldn't be the first time on that date or that day that you have inserted physical touch. So you need to build to that. Try touching her arm, touch her hand, stand next to her. Like, how does she react to those things? And if the signs are good, then like, you know, you can go for the kiss. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking, but I don't think it's as sexy as like knowing that she wants to kiss you and like going in for it. Like, it's just like that like romantic side of me. That's like, that's really nice. But at the same time, like I've been on dates and been in situations where like they thought I was into it and went for the kiss. And like, I was too nice to be like, no, no, no. And then ended up having to kiss someone that I really did not want to kiss. So that's <laughs> and if, tough. I actually had a girlfriend tell me recently, she's like, but I feel like if they ask, then I have to say yes. And I was like, what? No, <laughs> that's definitely not the case. Like I like see, I can understand why you might like feel bad saying no, but I think that's just a matter of like you having boundaries. Like you can't really put that on the other person. <laughs> Yeah, but I hear her like it's yeah. hard to reject in person when you don't know someone, especially a guy, because you don't know like how they're going to act after and react to it. And I don't know. I feel like women like it's hard out there for us. Like we yeah. don't know if we're going to have to like be scared of this man after we reject them, you know, so it's tough. Yeah. Maybe just um, like that. <laughs> I'm not feeling well. Sorry, I don't think we should. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like, no, I like... I don't kiss on first dates. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate um, you asking, but I I have a rule. I don't kiss on first dates. Yeah, or like that's that's for date two. And then like mm -hmm. reject them kindly yeah. after the date. So you never get there. <laughs> Are you feeling low energy in this never-ending winter or maybe just that your metabolism could use a kickstart, or maybe you're having gut issues and you're trying to get to the bottom of it. Well, Sakara delivers science-backed, plant-rich nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their ready-to-eat meals are nutritionally designed to deliver results from weight management and eased bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. Before you start doing all the things to find out what's going on with you, try Sakara. I was so happy last Sunday when I got my Saqqara delivery because I knew that, first of all, I wouldn't have to cook all week. And second of all, that I'd be eating amazing food. And let me tell you, the menu this past week was fire. Like the most amazing salads, the most incredible barbecue burger. I was just loving it all up. Right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash acme or enter code ACME at checkout. Sakara is perfect if you are a busy person on the go and you have weeks of back-to-back -back meetings and happy hours, but you still want to be healthy and also keep that energy up. Because a lot of the energy loss that we suffer in the winter is not just from the weather. It's from the food that we're putting in our bodies and convincing ourselves that it is comfort food. When real comfort is nourishing ourselves 
with things that are healthy and good for us. So again, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash Acme or enter code Acme at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash Acme to get 20% off of your first order. Sakara.com slash Acme. Well, do you have, like, how do you feel about dating rules? I have like my own kind of adapted dating rules. How do you feel about them? I have some dating rules for men. Um, I could Oh, I'd love to hear them. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you're going to agree because they're pretty chill. Like they're just pretty, you would think that they were obvious, right? But they're, I have learned that nothing is obvious. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nothing is obvious. It's true. Okay. Plan for the date. If you asked her on it. Oh, no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. And pay for the date if you asked her on it. Oh, that was also a no brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, plan and probably the date, pay obviously. for the second date too. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you should pay for all the dates, but... I'm pro paying for dates. Yeah. I just think that like there's other things that we'll pay for, but the art of like being courted and taken out on a date, even when you're married, I think like my husband should pay for our dates. Like I'll pay for like our split rent with him. Like I'll get groceries. I'll do all the things, but I don't want to pay for our date, you know, cause then mm-hmm. it's not a date. Oh, okay. Interesting. You know, it's not perceived as a date. So I think it's a little, like I wouldn't have a rule that says like, I don't tell my guys like you have to pay for every date. I mean, I say you should pay for at least the first three dates and then, you know, you can find something that you're both comfortable with. And I think it's different for everyone. I think there's plenty of women you're like yourself who say, no, like it's the guy's role. He pays for the dates for eternity. And then there's women who like, Oh yeah, let's start splitting it. Or like, I'll pick up this one. I'll get ice cream after like you get that. And I think you don't have to pay for them all moving forward, but you just have to figure, feel out on each given relationship, like what she wants and what you're comfortable with. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I would be so turned off if like on the fourth date, they just were like, are you going to get that? Like, I would be like, no, or like, I would be like, yeah, I actually am. And I'll never see you again. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, it doesn't feel gentlemanly. These are obvious. You would think, but don't send unsolicited dick pics. Oh, stop. I lying get an ab- unfortunate number of those. Oh no. From, I know, wait, I feel really- from people you work with. No. Oh my God. No. Just from creepers on the internet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my yeah. target audience is single men. So I work with right. a lot of amazing people and I've met really cool people through social media, but like with the good comes some bad. And my poor assistant yesterday, I at least got, I know she got at least a couple. I was like, block oh, them. I'm so no. sorry. Oh no. Okay. This one is stop lying about your height. And I actually, I saw, I think on your profile or something where you said, if you I think it was like, if you're a short king, don't be on social media or sorry, don't be on dating apps. So it's not that you can't be on dating apps, but don't put all your eggs in that basket. Nobody should put all their eggs in the, in the dating app basket, but especially if you're short, like it just isn't going to be as fruitful for you. If you're like under five, eight, for example, there are plenty of women who are never even going to see your profile because they have filtered for guys five, eight and above. And those same women might be totally down to date a guy who's five, seven when he has an amazing personality. He's charismatic. He's confident. He approaches you, you know, in a workout class, at a bar, whatever. And 
is like fun to talk to. It's like, hell yeah, I'll go on a date with that guy. So it's just like, know where to invest your time that works for you. And then also I say like, don't lie about your height, but like put your height with shoes on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't want like barefoot at the end of the day, like height. I want like first thing in the morning with like your Chelsea boots on. Yeah. But some, so then there are like some hater guys who say, if, you know, we have to write our height on dating apps, women should have to write their weight, which I have very, I mean, that's absurd to me, but what do you think of that? Do you think that that's something that's equivalent? No, I don't think that's equivalent, but you know what I do think is equivalent is women's age. I feel like women who are in their mid thirties get looked over the same way men who are like under five, eight, five, nine get looked over. And I don't Mm. think it's fair, but like life's not fair and dating apps aren't fair. But I do think that's like how women, you know, where they face challenges dating online. What else are guys like telling you that they're not into other than women in their mid thirties? Like, are they like, oh, I need like a full body picture. I won't swipe or, oh, I need to see her without sunglasses on. Or I have to know that she's close with her family. Like, what's the thing? Yeah. Well, so I wouldn't say that the guys I'm working with are saying that they don't want women in their mid thirties. I feel like I have just witnessed that like through my own girlfriends who are like 35, like they're getting way less matches than they did, you know, previously. And then statistically just, I've heard from match from match group that like, you know, like who does well on dating apps and who fares worse is like, women over 35, like they don't get as many matches either. So I just want to be clear. That's not like my guys are like, Oh, we, we don't want women over 35. Yeah. But I would say like some of the things, I don't know. I wouldn't say that there's too many like deal breakers that I'm seeing again and again from the men I'm working with for online, except like then once they know how to make a great profile, which I teach them, like, you know, you want to communicate about yourself, you need good pictures. They're like, wow, but these women don't have that. I'm like, well, the women haven't taken my class. So like you have to read between the lines a little bit, like as you hope, like some people are going to do for you, you know, even if she doesn't have the perfect photo, like, yeah, she look like, you know, someone you'd want to hang out with. Yeah. Okay, going back to more of these rules, be a gentleman, hold doors for her, walk on the dangerous side of the road, etc. Do not order for her. Oh, yeah, no, not. So yes to the first set of things. I think ordering for somebody is way too presumptuous unless it's, you know, this is my favorite place. I know how to nail the menu. Would you be open to me like making some suggestions and like putting in some stuff and then you can as well. Like if you handle it like that, cool. That's like a fun collaborative experience. But if you're just like, oh, she'll have the uh, Cobb salad. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, absolutely not. Especially if it's a salad. (laughs) Um, Ask questions on dates. You would think a no brainer, but not always with guys. Yeah. Yes. Ask questions, but I take it even further, but it's like, don't ask interview questions. Something I talk about a lot is like how to pull a conversational thread. So the point isn't just to rifle through question after question after question. It's like pick a topic, ask a question about it. And then how can you go deeper into that one topic before you move on to the next thing? I think sometimes people get nervous, both men and women, and they just end up, you know, in that interview mode. And that doesn't create a romantic connection. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. But like, then what's an example of a question or two that's not an yeah, interview so question? It, so we might start with like, like, Oh, where did you grow up? And then she's like, you know, Tucson. And it's not like, Oh, where'd you go to college from 
you don't just jump to the next thing and said, oh, Tucson. Okay. I've never been. What is it like there? And she's like, oh, well, it's like in Southern Arizona, it's the desert. It's like, oh, so it's like, you know, it must be like really hot in the summer. Like, do you like the heat? Like what type of things would you do in the summertime to like stay cool? <laughs> like, it's just about getting deeper than like j- the surface. level. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. If you want her to be your girlfriend, you have to ask, do guys understand this? Ooh, no, they don't understand it, but I try to get them to understand it. And it goes back to what we just said before. Nothing can be assumed, you know, until you've had a conversation about being exclusive or you're my girlfriend, I'm your boyfriend. Like they are not that thing. And you, if you make assumptions about where somebody else is at, like you're, you're setting yourself up for potential disappointment or somebody getting hurt. Yeah. Agreed. I feel like also like you were saying that men think that women have it easier when it comes to like defining things. I think it's so obvious that men have it easier because if a woman says, what are we? Then a man runs the other way. And I'm sure it would be the same vice versa, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause like, I feel like the, I mean, okay. I'll also say like a lot of the men who take my course aren't taking it or working with me aren't like, they aren't looking to date a ton of women. Like they aren't looking to be a player. They're looking to like find someone that they really have a connection with. So I think they feel a lot more nervous. What I see, what I field questions about is like, is it too soon to like ask her to be exclusive or for her to be my girlfriend? So like, I see the other side of it, but I'm only talking to men. Yeah. Fair. Do you think that exclusivity should be a thing or should it just be like you're dating and then you ask them out to be your girlfriend? You mean like if you're going on dates, like it's assumed you're exclusive or like you have to clarify that? No, like I think asking can we be exclusive is kind of like bullshit because it's like, do you either want to be my boyfriend or not? But like, what is this exclusive period? Yeah. Oh no, I think exclusive is boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. Like why have like a weird intermediate, like we're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but you're not allowed to look for another boyfriend or girlfriend. Exactly. Like Like, it's so stupid. That seems like scared of the label. Exactly. Get her flowers. Oh yes. I love flowers, but never on a first date. No, or second or third, actually. No, so over-invested. Guys ask me that. They're like, is I got, that's a question I get in, a, in my AMAs like frequently. It's like, is flowers on the first date too much? And it's like, yes. Like think, just like think through it in your head. And she's like carrying around a bouquet of flowers. You don't even know this woman. Why are you bringing her flowers? Yeah, I agree. I also think that, and I'm sure like you have these conversations with your clients, but I think that like taking a girl to a really nice restaurant on dates one, two or three is not a good idea. Like I think obviously a nice restaurant, but like a like two, $300 omakase, like no. it just makes her feel like she owes you something. And maybe that's why she's continuing to date you as opposed to actually liking you and being invested. Yeah. And I also just think it signals like if you are trying, if you're trying to take her to the $300 omakase dinner, like what are you trying to show her about yourself? Like it feels like you're trying to impress her and like your goal on dates one, two, and three. I mean, you should never be trying to impress her. Like you want to put your best foot forward, of course, but it's like, you should be trying to understand if she is a good fit for you, not just like trying to get her to like go on more dates with you. 
Yeah, but it's funny because like I give dating advice to mostly women and I say she should be trying to decide if he's right for her. So if she's totally, doing that both and ways. he's doing that, then what, like where, how are they going to meet in the middle? You know what I mean? But I think that's like exactly it. Everyone should be like deciding if the other person is a good fit for them. And then if you both feel like it's a good fit, then like, great, there's a connection. And like, that's when you see, you know, future dates and you see like the relationship form. I think if like you if either party is like consumed with like trying to make the other person like them, it usually ends up coming off as needy because people can see through it when you're not being your authentic self, even if it's like they subconsciously notice it. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you're also not, you're not having as much fun because you're not like focusing on, you know, what's important. You're worrying about like if this person likes you. Right. That's true. Make sure she orgasms. I hope you you nail that <laughs> I, one. Honestly, in. I've been talking about starting a course on like sex and physicality because it's like a whole nother topic. And I feel like so many men like actually don't eat, have even the basic understanding of like the females, a female's body. So I honestly probably should get a little more specific on that in some of my lessons. Yeah, I think you should. I mean, I can't tell you how many times like a guy was so great and then we like had sex and he just like jackhammered. And then was like, okay, I'm done. Did you come? You know what I mean? And it's just like, <laughs> know the signs, know how to make it happen. Uh-huh. Like, ask her, talk about it. Totally. Yeah. I think you've just inspired me. I need to like add a little section oh, and it's a little more specific. To. About also, that. also, every guy like does to you what his ex liked done to her. Because that's like mm. all they know, you know? So like if like if you're dating a new guy and like you're getting in the bedroom and he's like, you know, sorry to like be graphic, but like fingering you really hard or something like, you know, that like his ex loved that. And it's like, or just didn't speak up or didn't speak up. But usually like if he was in a long-term relationship before liked it. And so now I'm like, Oh, first of all, I know what your ex likes and that makes me feel (laughs) uncomfortable. But second of all, like now I have to reteach you based on what I like because every woman likes something different in the bedroom. And so that's like, that's a whole, a whole other topic. And don't you feel like though, as you get, as you got older, as like people get older, they become like more comfortable and confident, just like asking for it or like explaining what they want. I feel like when I was in like my early twenties, I'd be like nervous to like, like, I didn't want to like rock the boat or like, I was like, Oh, I don't know. Like say, explain what I want. Whereas like, as I got older, it's like, no, this is exactly what I want. No, of course. Yeah. And that definitely comes with age and like with confidence and maturity. But if you're young and you don't have that, it's really helpful for a guy to be like, what do you like? You know, yeah. do you like this? Right. Say, I love you first. Like for hmm. men to say, I love you first. Interesting. Who said it first in your relationship? My husband. Mm-hmm. And didn't that feel nice? Yeah. And I feel like I've like, I'm like thinking back to like, I love you's before that. I feel like, you know, you kind of like feel it coming, like it's building, like you kind of want to say it, but then you're like waiting for them to say it. Yeah. Men should say, I love you first. Cause it oh, feels yay. so nice to hear it. I'm so happy you agree. <laughs> I also feel like every single one of my husband's friends who the girl said, I love you first they ended up losing interest. I don't know why. Really? It's just, yeah, it's just how Cause it I was Because I was going to follow up and say, like, if you're the woman and it, like, is something you want to say, like, 
I'm not, I don't want to be like, don't do it. Like, but I will say, don't do it. Don't (laughs) fucking do it. Okay. Text the girl to make sure she got home safe. Do you agree with this? It's very situationally dependent. You live in New York City, so I can see like she's walking home. She's getting on the subway. Yeah. But like if you are walk her to her car and she's driving a mile home, it seems like almost annoying to be like, did you make it? Like, But what about just saying like, text me to make sure you got home safe. Like if you liked them and you had a good time with them, because yeah, I, think I think that that could. starts like the follow-up text moment. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. You can like make the mention of it and then like see if she texts. But then my also my concern would also be if she doesn't text, like just if she slipped her mind, she doesn't feel like texting. Then do you feel like, oh, she's not interested or like, you know, now now I have to text her tomorrow. Like, I don't know if it's necessary. I don't know. Yeah, I, wouldn't call I know that what rule. you mean. Yeah, I, I know what you mean about the added layer of confusion. Mm-hmm. But I still think regardless if a guy's interested in a cute gesture. Yeah. And I hope that you pass this message along for all of us gals. But I feel like you need to tell them to text the next day or even that night if they're interested. Yes. Regardless of if she texts them. Yes, 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 yes. I have an entire course on texting. (laughs) Uh, It's called Texting OS and it is literally solving this problem. Like if she doesn't know that you are interested, she's just going to move on. If she's left wondering, like, just wait, does he even want to see me again? If she doesn't hear from you for more than 24 hours, she's moved on mentally. Yeah. Thank you for that. But then also (laughs) like my question is, getting into that point, you know, we hear about this like mutual ghosting a lot where like you go on one date and you both think it like, or you think it went so well. And I'm really just talking about the women's perspective because I don't really know the men's. And then you just like, nothing happens after that because like you don't text them and they don't text you. Do you often hear from guys that they are interested when it's like that situation? Or do you think that we as women should just accept that as an L take the L and move on. Yeah. I would say if he didn't text you, he's not interested. Yeah. Agreed. Effort equals interest. Mm-hmm. Don't ghost. I'm sure. No, you- don't ghost. Okay, I hate good, it. It's good. so yeah, yeah. Awful. Don't wait until 4 PM to confirm a date day of always confirm before 2 PM. Oh, I agree with that. Or even, Like you can shoot a text the day before. Like if you know, if you haven't talked in a week, for example, like you made plans and you're like, okay, like I'll like, you know, it's Sunday and like the date is going to be on Friday. Then maybe on Thursday, like, Hey, just checking in, like looking forward to our date tomorrow. Like see you tomorrow. See you at seven. Like here's the address. Mm, Yeah. Agreed. Do you often come across guys who aren't big texters or do you think that that's bullshit? No, I do. I hear that from guys all the time, especially older guys. Yeah. But then like, how do they come to an agreement with a girl who like needs texting? Well, I think sometimes those, those, if someone's like really anti-text and somebody like needs texting to feel secure, like they probably aren't going to be a successful match. But, and I think there's just like a happy medium. Like I hear from guys like they're in the reverse sometimes. Like I just don't hear from from her that much but when we go on dates it's great she always accepts the date but like I really want to text more in between and it's like so just tell her that like you know maybe on your next date say like oh like I love like I like staying in touch a little bit more like I get the idea you're not a big texter and just kind of 
feel it out and have a conversation about it because I think not being a big texture is a real thing, especially like as I get older, I'm like, I, I, when I come out of a, like a workout class or a movie and I don't have any texts, I'm like, yes, this is so great. Yeah. I know what you mean, but I feel like coming from a woman because there's like a double standard in some ways coming from a woman, that conversation of like, I don't feel like you text me enough can come off like needy. I like the way that you phrased it though. And I think that that is something I definitely will pass along. Well, it's being passed along in this episode. So, okay. Initiate texts. So like, I don't know how guys feel about it, but I think it's important for them to initiate more texts than we do. I talk about this a bit in my texting course too. Like you should be planning the dates. You should be, you know, moving from dating app to texting. Like you should be taking the initiative to do, do these things. You should take the initiative to follow up after the date. I think those are all true. And I think you can be the one to text between dates. But again, if that's not your thing, then just set expectations around it. It's like going back to my previous example. Like if you just planned a date, it's Sunday and you just confirmed the date for Friday, but you know, you don't want to text every day until Friday. You have a busy week. Texting isn't your thing. Just say, awesome. Like I'm super excited to see you on Friday. I'll text you Thursday to confirm the details. Like have a great week. You don't have to then like worry about what do I talk about in between? Like, how do I keep this conversation going? Just let her know when you'll touch base again. Yeah, that's fair. Communication is key. Don't ask, should I come up? No, don't ask. You have to be invited. Exactly. No means no. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I know you agree with that. Compliment us. Yes. Oh my gosh. Give compliments. You have to express desire. I teach this too. Like if a woman is leaving a date, especially if like you've made it to a third date and she's still like not sure, like if you like are sexually attracted to her, like that's a turnoff. She wants to know that you find her sexy, that you think she's hot. Doesn't mean you necessarily like use those words to tell her early on, you know, you want to be like more ideally nuanced in your compliments, like give more specifics, like things maybe other people haven't complimented her on, but like you need to express that desire. And that is a great way to do it is through compliments. Yeah. Agreed. Don't make sexual jokes before sex. Oh, agreed. Or sexual compliments. Mm. Like, oh, Mm. like you have like really like beautiful breasts. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Cringe. (laughs) Don't brag about money, but like, duh. Yeah. Make the date convenient for her, not you. Agree. Yeah, I love when a guy's like, what area do you live in? And like, I'll find a bar there, you know? Yeah, Uh, you want to optimize for the yes is really what you're doing there. Whether you're making it convenient for her or like, you know, with time or location, like you're just optimizing for her to like say yes, not no. Yeah, I love that. Go to therapy. How do you feel about this? I mean, I think everyone can benefit from therapy. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what do you think about this? People putting it in their profile, like... Because I've been seeing and hearing that more, like advertising it or like, yeah, I mean, somebody who goes to therapy. Yeah, I don't hate it. I think that, you know, it can just show that like you're pro working on yourself. But I think it's better for a woman to have it in their profile. I'm looking for someone who goes to therapy than for a man too, because like then it's like a little weird. I think when women do it, what we're really saying is like, I'm just looking for someone who is like the only guy. Who's has their shit to go together. To therapy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's okay. I mean, it doesn't need to be there. There's funnier things you can say, but I don't hate it. And I am so appreciative that we like have normalized this whole working on ourselves and therapy thing in 2023. So I'm, I'm all for it. What do you think? 
Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like one of something you need to highlight in your profile. I think your profile should feel like lighthearted and fun and be in the pursuit of making her smile, like if you're a guy. So it's more like look for other clues that this person is like looking for something serious and has their shit together. Yeah, I'd say skip it if I had to. I think skip it for if you're a guy, Mm -hmm. you can mess around with it if you're a girl. Mm -hmm. Always show up in a good mood. This one's hard because like you're not always in a good mood. But I often feel like if a guy had like a horrible day and he shows up and he's just like complaining the whole time about his day and about his job. And it's just like, totally. And I take it one step further. It's like not even show up in like not a bad mood, but like show up as the best version of yourself. Like you control, you bring the energy to the date. You get to decide if the date is like awkward and boring, or even if they're not like your person, if it's like fun and lighthearted and like everyone's enjoying themselves. So like you, you have to lead to make either of those things the case. Yeah. So like pick which, which lane you want to be in. Right. Agreed. Okay. We're going to do some rapid fire poll questions. Ooh. Is it a red flag or no big deal if a 34-year-old man wants to get their dad's blessing to quit their job? Red flag Ooh. or no big deal? <laughs> blessing is like such an interesting word for it. Okay, I guess this is, I'm not making this rapid fire. No big deal. Yeah, I like opinion instead of blessing. Yeah. But it's a blessing. Do you eat dessert every day? Yes or no? No. Ugh, what's that like? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a savory person. I'd rather have a cheese platter. Yeah. D- does let's get drinks count as being the one to ask somebody out? Yeah. Do you acknowledge the fact that you met on an app on a date? Yes, always. Only if it comes up. No, I literally hate it. Only if it comes up. If you can't stand their laugh, but they're great otherwise, is it doomed or can it work? <laughs> I think it's doomed. okay this is an interesting one have you ever sent an anti-ghost text like a rejection text and then they successfully convince you to give it another chance no (laughs) yeah on an average day how many hours of your significant other not answering their phone is too long one to two hours three to four hours five to six or seven to eight oh Wait, so it's like how, like on an average day, how long would be too long? Yeah, like how long that you would be like concerned that your husband hasn't answered you yet? Oh, I feel like if he hadn't answered me in two hours, I'd be concerned. Yeah, that's funny. Not because I'm like worried he's like doing something bad. I'm just like, we talk like 24-7. Like Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you believe in sharing locations with your significant other? Yeah. Is it a red flag or no big deal if... There, if the guy you're seeing's best friends are women and he goes out to lunch and dinner with the two of them often. Is it a red flag if he goes out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's like a... I don't... I actually have no problem with like my husband having female friends, but like all the time, like going out to dinner or lunch with just them, I'd be like... Yeah. Do you believe that you could probably pull John Mayer? <laughs> yes, Absolutely. I feel like this is just a question that's like, are you confident? Were these questions specifically for me? No, 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 oh, okay. no. They're like, we do <laughs> we do these poll questions every day. But like, imagine okay. if they were and I just like came up with the John Mayer one. Um, 
you have a sixth date coming up and you're not interested in a relationship with this person, but you're having fun and would like to keep hanging out casually. Is this something requiring a formal discussion or will that happen on its own? Yeah, I'd say I'd give them like the heads up. I think mm-hmm. that's just like respectful. Be like, I'm really having fun with you. I just want to get, like let you know I'm not looking for anything serious right now. And if that's okay with you, then I'm down to keep doing this. Yeah. And then, and then the woman's like, I accept this challenge. I'm going to yeah. make him fall in love with me. When should you do a night in? Like the guy just comes over for a movie, four to five dates, six to seven dates, or only after eight dates? Oh, I could see a time and place because I feel like my husband and I did it early on where it's appropriate at four to fives, but not for everybody. He has to be like really like showing up for you and like being, you know, available and like, I guess like a good suitor and like to make it appropriate four or five. If like you're seeing him every couple of weeks and he's not really putting in effort, like don't go to his place for the fourth at the fourth date. Yeah, agreed. Except I would not go over to the (laughs) I probably wouldn't until like the fifth. If you joined a Zoom meeting and forgot to turn your camera off and you were naked, would you quit your job? No. (laughs) How could you not? I couldn't look at those people again. Day one of a loving, devastating breakup with someone you thought you were going to marry. Do you start to heal in one month, six months, or 12 months? Ooh. Wait, does it say how long you were together? No, it doesn't. I would say six months. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And the last one, is it weird slash not hot to say the word penis or vagina during sex? I'm like thinking about like use cases. I feel like context is important here. I think this person was asking in terms of like, put your penis in me or like, (laughs) you know, I feel like I I would maybe like you. Like if you're, if you're asking the question, then like you're going to be awkward saying it. So skip it. Right. Right. I love it. Blaine, this was so much fun. I loved having you on. Can you leave us with a quote or piece of advice that we could take away? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Whether you're interested in dating men or women, the other person is only going to know what you show and tell them. So make sure you're showing up as the person like you want them to know you as and showing them the qualities of yourself that like you want them to get to know. I love it. Cool. Where can everybody find you, follow you and sign up for your sessions if they're a guy? Yeah. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube at Dating by Blaine. Blaine is B-L-A-I-N-E. And for women out there, I'm actually getting into matchmaking. So if you're a woman and you're interested in meeting some of these guys who are taking my course and like trying to better themselves, DM me and I'll send you my matchmaking form. Cool. Thanks, Blaine. Thank you. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.